Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the final hour is here for Hot Mike across the Outkick Network. That includes YouTube. We hope you'll subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're there already. If you have, we say thank you. We hope you'll share the news that we're there. And you can find all of the great shows on Outkick available live and on demand. We go live every weekday afternoon, 3 o'clock Eastern. Right here from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Chad, uh, an hour left until the weekend. Fast pace coming up, and we've got your top five most anticipated movies for the summer. Um, I'm intrigued by this. I have not seen the list, and I'm intrigued simply because I know Top Gun Maverick isn't a part of it, unlike last year. Oh, speaking of Top Gun Maverick, I'm glad you mentioned that. I just read this story during the show. Okay. Uh, Variety is reporting that Brad Pitt is currently filming a movie about Formula One racing where he is a veteran F1 driver, and he's being forced to team up with a rookie driver, Brad Pitt. As a teammate? like the As a teammate, yeah. The, he's a driver. He's coming out of retirement like the Red to Bull drive. the team or something. Correct. Brad Pitt is going to race in the British Grand Prix as an F1 driver. There will be a 21st car, and it will be driven by Brad Pitt. When is this? In this race, July 9th. The movie he's in is directed by the Top Gun Maverick director, and it's written by one of the writers of Top Gun Maverick. But so the, the thing is, though, he is not going to be technically racing against the racers in the race. So it's almost I, what I'm picturing is he's going to be on an inside track. He will be driving the car. But they say it will be like an F2 car, not an F1 car, possibly. During the actual race. During though. the actual race, though, as background, they're going to have cockpit footage of him Interesting. driving in the British Grand Prix in this movie. And Silverstone, I think it is, is okay. where they play, or is where they race. For like a couple of laps, I guess, just to get the footage? I don't know. But when I saw that, it says, Brad Pitt will well, drive actual F1 car in actual F1 race. For those who haven't seen... He will be the like, 21st car in this race. The, like behind the scenes with Top Gun. They would, they would send up the actors and actresses up in the what, F-16. Yeah. Now, they weren't flying the planes. They were just experiencing right. the G-forces and everything on camera. But, and, and then they would land, and then because of the fact that you know they were having to go up for 20 minutes or whatever it would be, they would land, and then they would review the footage. If it was good, they kept it. If not, you had to go back up. So I wonder if this is the same type of vibe with Brad Pitt. That's cool. I like this. I mean, this. look, I think it's it's got to be, you know, you can't do it again. Hey, let's do the race again with everyone else. You got to get it in that one take. Well, one take, but you have two hours to do it. Yeah. So if you do it in five laps, great. Yeah. The and race it, is going to be on not, ESPN. you're on to Monaco. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be on ESPN on July, July 9th, I think is the date, but... I read I that. Know the I read that, that and stored it away and thought that's an interesting talking point. I want to know the budget. That for this, this is going to happen. So Dwight it's, Howard. It's, by the way, it's Apple Movies or Apple okay. Pictures that's producing it. Apple's all in on these 
major blockbuster. Well, Apple, their actors. whole strategy They've is got now DiCaprio just coming out this fall. Yeah, let's go get the biggest stars in the world to do something for us, anything. And they'll pay them to do it. And the, they've got Harrison Ford on like a sitcom on Apple TV right now, shrinking. So they, they can go and get anyone with their money, and they can have projects around them. So uh, China has long claimed Taiwan as a territory, not a separate country. And Dwight Howard, former NBA center, he is playing in Taiwan currently. Uh, last we checked in with him, he was a part of this game fixing. Remember this story? That Dwight Howard was yeah. like pushing people out of the way. And prior to that, he was trying out for the WWE here in Nashville. Well, now he's the latest person to upset people in the uh, communist-controlled China after appearing in a video promoting Taiwan as a country. And since then, he's apologized to China. He's bent the knee, Game of Thrones style, as so many do. And leagues do, for that matter, when it comes to this. Just like John Cena has done this, tying mm-hmm. in WWE. He learned Mandarin to do it. John Cena speaks Chinese. Multiple languages. Uh, for the, but he, he apologized uh, in, in multiple languages, I'm sure, Chad. So, but he's backed down from this comment as, after promoting Taiwan. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, well, and he, loving the it was just a, a statement he made in an interview where he basically said, Taiwan has been a wonderful country. Right. He just described them as a country. He didn't go on and yeah. say, and you know, he wasn't a political statement. He just mentioned the word country. Well, then China ju- didn't like it. He's like, that's just how we talk where I'm from. Yeah. And, uh, that, but that's not. Yeah. He, the, the Unless apology, you're talking like... Uh, where I'm, this is from Dwight Howard. Where I'm from, if I say I want to go to the... Put it back on the screen, please. So I can where continue I say, reading that. Where I'm from, if I say I want to go to the country, it doesn't not mean that place is a country. It's just how we talk. If I offended anyone in China, I apologize. It was not my intention to harm anyone with what I said in the commercial. I am not a politician. I don't want to get involved in any politics. I have the utmost respect for Chinese people and utmost respect for Taiwanese people. So it was never my intent to disrespect nobody. Now, that's the end of the apology. This is me talking. Very careful with his words. Yes. I have the utmost respect for Chinese people and Taiwanese people. Didn't talk about respect for China. Didn't talk about respect for their leadership or their regime. But I think that statement was probably smart in the way that Dwight Howard needed to do it. I'll also say this. I'm not going to China or Taiwan anytime soon or for for very obvious reasons. I'm not wanting to take a check from them to go do anything. Uh, I don't want to go play basketball over there. I couldn't. They wouldn't invite me anyways. So I know he's doing this for money, but I, I hesitate to think that you know everyone out there that's crushing him for bending the knee to China would not do the exact same thing if they were in Taiwan and being threatened by the Chinese government. So he's not... I, I wonder how many people... So, here's my point. I wonder how many people are so principled in their anti-China thoughts that if the Chinese government was threatening you in some way and you were close to China and playing pro ball in Taiwan, that you wouldn't issue a statement like that if they asked you to. Well, and that's, the better, that's a better statement than apologizing straight to you know, the, the communist authority. Yes. And he's getting paid, what, roughly, I believe, 20000 or something a month to play in the, in the league. It's over, it ends up being over a million in salary to, to play in, the, uh, in this Taiwan 
version of professional basketball. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take the money. I wouldn't want to go over there and do it again. I, I'm not wanting to put myself in that situation. I just hear a lot of tough guy talk about, well, oh, well, look what he's – and I'm thinking yeah. it's different and if you're same, in the United States. Those, do those people have cell phones? And you're doing something? Exactly. And also, again, yes. I don't know what level of threat he received, but he's very close to China. And I, I don't know – I'm pretty sure that if I was told, hey, the Chinese government has a hit on you, or you better do this, or they're going to do this, this, and this to you and your family, I'd probably issue the same statement, saying, hey, I'm sorry to offend the Chinese people over this. So there's a lot of tough guy talk out there, but I think faced in the same situation, faced in the same situation, I'm never going to Taiwan to begin with, but if I'm in the same situation as Dwight Howard, and he's been threatened in some way, I think most people would probably respond the same way and put out some lukewarm how, apology. Well, also, I mean, how many people just – that go and play overseas. A lot of a lot of basketball players are doing this. Chad, you and I have been friends of multiple people who were not NBA caliber, but played overseas, right? Yes. How many would know about the political aspects of what's going on globally? There's a there's a player at LSU that doesn't know about why it's a, why it's offensive to mention the Twin Towers smoking, right? Like course, so, yeah. so whenever you're stuck in a situation like that, are you not going to respond and try to make sure that you can get back to where you want to go to? I mean, I think that would be logical. Yeah, Dwight Howard doesn't care about geopolitics. He probably doesn't know what's going on. So, but even if he I'm does, sure Dwight Howard heard from a publicist, an agent, or someone that said, "Hey, this is becoming a problem from you. They banned you from whatever the Chinese." social media platform is that it was now, on either doing all and, this and if hey, you want to get back to the states you probably should issue an apology and here's the other thing what you and i i believe and i, I are believe saying, most people probably would have issued the apology what you and i believe are saying is you, you, this is different than picking and choosing what you want to stand for you can you know bible thump and do all you want to and at the same time take millions in TV money that whatever Yao Ming brought to the NBA, right? Or whatever uh, the NFL is trying to expand to, but also point to other things and other policies that you're against while propping up other countries that are doing way worse and propping up agendas and overall politics that stand for nothing that is America. Turning the cold shoulder to that while also bitching and complaining about what's going on here in the States, right? That's different than mentioning, hey, uh, I respect Chinese people in an apology. I don't think, I don't want to sound overly insensitive what, here. But you said the wording's important, and I, you're right in how he worded that apology. Yeah, he apologized to. Chinese people and Taiwanese saying he loves Taiwanese people also. People don't care. I mean, this is the, the real hard truth for a lot of people. They don't care. Well, NBA players don't care about China and what's well, going on over there. And that's why they gladly take checks from China and they don't say any, any disparaging words about them because that's what they... But if it's a social justice issue in the States, 
they feel like that hits closer to home and that that affects people they know more, so they're going to talk about that. And here's also the key part in that. It's socially acceptable to trumpet social justice issues in the States if you're an NBA player. It falls right in line with the NBA narrative and the agenda of the league. Speaking out against the Chinese government does not, and it costs the league millions of dollars. So most don't do it. Why do they not do it? It's not because they're bad people. It's because, like most people, they just don't really care because they don't see it right in front of them every day. They don't care enough to, to, to not take the money and to not do it. That's the bottom line. And Dwight Howard doesn't care. Dwight Howard's over there to make that million dollars, whatever he's making, and play some basketball at not a very high level and take his check and go. Well, and then what's at stake for the NBA is different than what's at stake for Dwight Howard. Yes. Um, the NBA is doing it so they can get their $500 million or whatever the estimated check is annually for saving, saving face with China. And the country. That's the only thing I disagree with with the, the comment from Dwight Howard. Is like, I mean, yes, is there a, uh, a Broncos country let's ride meme? Sure. But if we're talking countries, I don't think he's thinking, you know, Taiwan as the same as the Denver I, I Broncos. Just, I think most of the people who want to crush Dwight Howard, they were in the same position. If they were making a lot of money to do a job in Taiwan – and they said something about China, and someone came to them. I don't know. He's not said he's been threatened, but let's put two and two together. Mm -hmm. He was probably threatened with something. And someone came, and you know the power of China, and they said they are going to do this, this, and this to you and your family, or you're never going to be able to get a passport to go home unless you issue a retraction. You know what 99% of humans would do? Issue a damn retraction. Sure. So... But I'm the, not a hypocrite. But, but would you stop? I'm hesitant to. I would leave. No, if I got threatened yeah. by China, I would. Again, I never would have gone to begin with. So right. that's where I'm different from Dwight Howard. But I'm saying if someone was hard up for money, Dwight Howard should not be, granted. But if someone took a high paying job in Asia and China was close by and you were in a country that was immediately affected by China and you said something and you were a, a, an outspoken, not outspoken, you were a person that's front and center in media, and China took offense to it, and they threatened you in some way and said, issue this or you won't leave this country, you'd probably issue the apology. And I think the way he issued it was pretty tame because he didn't have to, he didn't technically have to bend the knee to the Chinese authoritarian government. He said, I have no issue with Chinese people. And when I say country, I mean it this way. I'm looking up just to see what his shoe deal was. Um, so what Dwight Howard turned down, the most recent story, I'm just seeing if it's Nike. It ends up being Nike, but he turned down accepting money from any company so he could continue to wear Kobe's shoes for the rest of his career. That was the latest report. I'm just curious if it ties in to the same NBA connection that we all try to make, right? And I guess in some ways it could. But, again, uh, the apology there is different than the uh, LeBron refusing to even mention China or what's going on there I mean, in how comparison. Many, how many people in Hollywood are outspoken about what's going on in China? Right, exactly. There's a reason for that. No doubt. It's not, no doubt. It's not walk around blind, people. Right.
And so those, a lot of people who are silent on and, China. And those complaining about it are walking around with an iPhone right now. Yeah. Right? Parts made in China. Yeah, there's the uh, the I mean there's a there's a funny, you know, Bill Burr bit where he's talking about he runs into a lot of people who's like, you know, if I lived back in the old days and I saw what was going on, I would have I would have done something about it when I saw all the the racism and the sexism and everything else. I would have stood up and said something because we're better now than we were then. And he jokes and says, no, you wouldn't have. You'd have done exactly what you're doing right now. Nothing. You'd have done absolutely nothing about it. And that's the truth with most people. Yeah, I say, yeah you, most people you just complain about the other side. Yes. Instead of actually working towards some type of solution. Do the checks or clear? Betterment. Exactly. That's the question which side most people is worse. ask. It's about which side is worse, not which side is better. And that's the, that's the issue overall in society today that I don't know if we ever get back on the tracks with. Um, and, and, and I mean, we just had a conversation during the middle of the break. We're quoting movies from how long ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago that won't get made now in Hollywood. Yeah. I, I just, right? I, I hate how certain things become like <clears throat> somehow it's like if, if one side picks a, a, a part of a story, then it suddenly is owned by that side. Right. Like you know, it's it's okay. It's, hey, let's let's crush China and crush people who don't speak out about China, but let's support the Live Tour. And I'm thinking, yeah, what? <laughs> it, it none of it makes sense. It's all this stupid mind game. Well, because it's all that controlled doesn't by really money. make any sense, right? It's all Everyone about making these quote unquote. Where is the money coming from? And yeah. standards they are owned by money. Yeah, I, I just I look at motivation with everything, and I'm thinking, what's the motivation here? Oh, it's money. A lot of the time. All the so time. So that's the reason to either be silent or sometimes speak out. And there are people who are very pure in their thoughts on things, and they speak out because they know it's wrong. And I'm, I'm all for that, and I respect it. But a lot of the times, especially in, in media everywhere, there's a motivation behind it. In Hollywood, there's a motivation and a reason. Well, yeah. You don't have a lot of actors speaking out against China. Why? Because they want to make that Marvel money movie in China. When those movies go over there. That's why. Yeah. The global box office. It's either about making money or keeping what you have. Yeah. Coming up. I we, don't think Top Gun Maverick did well in China, though. That's one that they really missed, missed the boat on. Is that Too what? American. I think the, the, what the Chinese Film Critics Association, I'm making that up. I don't know if that's an organization. <laughs> I think their knock on the movie was two words. Too is American. That, is that why Avatar beat them out? Yeah, Avatar has nothing about America in it, so it's good. You're fine with that. <laughs> Is it about water? Isn't it about like global warming, though, deep down? What's the I, hidden meaning behind Avatar? I didn't see Avatar I don't know too. where China stands on that politically. It made more money than Top Gun Maverick, and I don't know anyone that watched it. Same here. I don't want to know anyone who watched it. You might. Look Danny, around. did you watch it? Get out, if so. Get Look out right Danny, now. Absolutely good. Not no, he can it. stay. Danny can stay. He didn't watch it. Yeah, he's going to stick around because we've got your most anticipated films. I'm going to say movies, films. Danny's going to want to watch about box one of office these. season. Exactly the zero point two of these five films. So would you? Watch. Are you going to? Are you going to say that all five are worthy of theater viewing, or is this just entertainment movie only for the summer? I want to see all five in the theater. That's okay. Good. That's I. I want that criteria. Because I love going to the movie theater. I need a reason Three to go. of which I will definitely see in the theater. Three, three of the five I will absolutely, with 100% certainty, see in the theater. Two others, I, I could wait. 
We've got that plus Mookie Betts and haunted rooms on the road where he refuses to stay. Our thoughts on that and more next on Hot Mike. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad, good news. I uh, just got word our Dave Matthews tickets have arrived. Nice. Everyone else about threw that. up in here. But we're no, ready. More, no Dave Matthews fans in here other than Probably us? Probably not. Sixth and Peabody, our location, really? Beyond Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. I'm not one who's like, oh, you got to love the band I love. I understand that it's very uh, down the middle. Some people don't like it. More power to you. Go to the Janet Jackson concert or the Taylor Swift concert. Have a blast. Uh, see, or the Blink-182 concert with... Sleepy Danny. You know me. I'll take anything. I would go to all three concerts. Same. All three sound appealing to me. Check out the YouTube channel. Just search out Outkick. Hit the subscription button, and you can watch this show on demand. All the great shows across the Outkick network. We start at 3 o'clock Eastern daily. We've got uh, other headlines coming up, but, Chad, summer's just around the corner. Blockbuster movies. Well, I'm eager to find out which ones those will be this summer because there was one last year. There was really two. We mentioned Avatar. Top Gun Maverick, I haven't seen a movie or a film that's been hyped, and it shouldn't have been hyped, compared to Top Gun. But as we go through your top five, I'm eager to find out when I should go to the theater and why. Let's start with number five. Rhythm Nation, by the way, one of the best pop albums of all time. Chad, Janet Jackson. Chad's most anticipated movies. So this is a simple criteria for this little exercise. These are the movies I'm most excited about seeing this. this summer. I will definitely see three of the five. Maybe I'll see all five of these. Um, <clears throat> Hutton, you know what's missing in Hollywood? Comedies that are a hard R. I'm talking about movies we don't see as much anymore. The Hangover. Knocked Up. Hard R. 40-year-old virgin. Super bad. Hard R comedies. For adults that are really funny. Really outlandish at times. Maybe a little bit politically incorrect. That's what hard R movies, that's what they do for you, Hutton, right? This is one for Nearly pornographic is what you're saying. Yeah, not, I mean, not to that level. I'm oh. talking about, you know, um, insensitive jokes mixed with a lot of uh, F-bombs. Yeah, yeah good Mixed luck with, with that. Uh, you know, some... Podcasts, those are getting fired for that. Some, some sexually... <laughs> Some sexually explicit material. Doesn't have to be, you know, something you'd see on uh, Cinemax late at night in 1998. Mr. Skin. Just something like that. Right. No Hard Feelings. This is a movie I'm looking forward to. Jennifer Lawrence, who I love. Same. Adorable in everything she does. Agreed. Very talented. Who is this child she's with? She is with uh, someone who just graduated high school in the movie. (laughs) We did check. He is over 18. Okay. Uh, In No Hard Feelings. I'm going to sum up the plot this way. Jennifer Lawrence is a down-on-her-luck 30-something that is an Uber driver that somehow meets a wealthy family 
and the parents, one of which is played by Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, decides to pay her to sleep with their son, who is going to college, having never done that before. Imagine if roles were reversed. And then a rom-com ensues of sorts That's- with Jennifer Lawrence and this recently graduated boy. I feel like this has been done before. Wasn't this like a uh, failure to launch? This is failure to launch. Failure to launch was, uh, but they were paid to like make him settle down. And it was two people of appropriate age, right? Failure to launch was he would yeah. not he would not commit. Yeah. And it was a bet to but see who could make him commit. But because the guy was told. It was Matthew McConaughey. Yes. But it was something about like he. With. He was, it was a bet with the women, I okay. think, to make him propose. Right? I know the parents wanted him out of the house. This is also the plot of every rom-com from 2002 to 2010. Yeah, let's get back to that. That we're describing. I'm with this. This is a hard R, though. Hard R. I knew that would catch your attention. You're in, in, though? Yeah, man. No hard feelings. Watch the trailer at some point after our show. If you like comedy, which we do, you'll love it. And Jennifer Lawrence. Terrific. Number four. Most anticipated thing I want to watch. Tom Cruise is back, baby. He's back in all his glory. He's nearly killing himself in stunts. That's what he's doing to make Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning I love this dude. Part 1. I believe both Part 1 and Part 2 are now complete. They filmed it. They're obviously still editing and doing everything for Part 2. Dead Reckoning Part 1 out July 12th. I am super excited as we hear the Mission Impossible theme right now. Anything that Tom Cruise does from an action standpoint, I will vow from this day... Until I die, because let's face it, I will die before Tom Cruise. Same. The man will probably live forever. I'm watching it. Mission Impossible, he could do 40 of these, and I would watch all of them in a movie theater, maybe in IMAX. They're that enjoyable. To me, it is a thoughtless process when you watch it. The first Mission Impossible, not so much. It was a very intricate plot that was difficult to follow at times, but very, very well done. Every other movie since, terrific, fun, action, Thriller. I will watch Mission Impossible in theaters. I guarantee this will be one of the three I watch. Okay. Forgive me if I'm just leaving out someone like Mark Jackson did on the MVP list, okay? Is the next best best action star, other than like The Rock, who's doing a little bit of everything, is it Keanu Reeves? He's up there. Currently. like I mean, think about Liam Neeson was up there in his 60s for a while, too, with the Taken movies, and he started doing action movies left and right. The Wolf and all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking, like, but, I mean, that's the, that's a big drop-off. Keanu Reeves. Chris Hemsworth. Okay. But, but the, here's the problem with the action star that we think of in the 80s and 90s that we grew up with. They're all doing superhero movies now. I don't think of superhero guys not, as action movies. I'm not people. either. I'm not looking at that either. And we're, we're transitioning now to, you know, there's going to be a new Bond. Yeah. Um, other, you know, other, Bond is an action star. Other, whoever like, plays James Bond. That's yes, yes. But uh, Jason Statham has had, you know, his wreck. Or you know, I'm trying to think, like, who's making a movie right now? The that's Rock. Next in line, other than Tom Cruise as the best action hero of our generation right now today. Yeah, I mean, I, you probably just have to pick one of the 40 cast members in Fast X. Pick any of them. I refuse to do it's that. It's not Vin Diesel now. David, do you have a name? Now try it. I'm going Chris Pratt. I know he's in the Marvel, yeah, but he's still making one. all those branches into everything he needs to okay. to kind of really be one. that next in line. 
Speaking of Chris Pratt, I saw Super Mario Brothers uh, with the, the little ones. How was it? My three-year-old made it all the way through the movie without making a big disturbance. That, that was the biggest win of the night. It was good. It was nice, like little Easter eggs for you know people like us who grew up playing the original Mario Brothers. Um, thought it was well done. And Char- by the way, Charlie Day was the voice of Luigi. Chad, funny. Will, Chad will appreciate this. When I say action star, I'm saying like that's what they do. Yeah. They're not doing different genres. And yeah, I mean, it's hard. It, like Everyone does something different occasionally, but the ones who are predominantly known for doing Bruce Willis, right? You know, for a time, guys who are action stars. And now you he's, don't. He's retired now. Hollywood doesn't really have that "quote unquote" action star as much. Tom Cruise is definitely one it's of them. Cruise. Yeah, I think Brad Pitt can be that at times too in I, his career. I would argue though that the way in which the superhero films have caught on was just not something they could do back in the '90s and the '80s. So with oh, how advanced they've mutant, been, Mutant Ninja Turtles. You didn't watch this? Uh, I saw the Will Arnett version yeah yeah you saw the wrong version yeah. definitely skip it so you're saying that they can be action stars now Davey? is that what you're arguing I, i'm just saying it's you kind of evolved to where they are the action stars <laughs> that's what i'm saying I, that's the only yeah. that's the only action movies i think of now there's there's very rarely you know what we would consider just a straight action movie ryan gosling has done some action stuff and he's pretty yeah. good when he does it but even nicholas cage is not even straight action anymore no no, they, I mean, they, they, they like to dabble, right? They like to dabble in different genres. Uh, number three. Do a little dabble in three. I, I just mentioned Charlie Day. There's a tie in here. Charlie Day, the voice of Luigi in Super Mario Brothers. His co-star in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Glenn Howerton. Glenn Howerton, if you were to ask me, you know, who's a kind of obscure actor that you just absolutely love and identify with in so many ways? It is his character, Dennis, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Who I find nonstop hilarious so does Will on Levis. that show. Yes, Will Levis, my new stepbrother from the movie, <laughs> also loves It's Always Sunny. People who like comedy like It's Always Sunny because it's really funny and it's very well done. Glenn Howerton stars in a movie about the rise and fall of BlackBerry. Yes, the first device where you could email and do different things on your cellular device. I loved mine. And he is playing Jim Balsilli in this movie. <laughs> Hutton oh, will probably wow. remember that name. Jim Balsilli, we're right here, two blocks away from the arena in Nashville. Jim Balsilli once tried an aggressive takeover of the Nashville Predators NHL team and tried to buy them and move them to Ontario. To Hamilton. He made his fortune. How? The Blackberry. His story... Wow. And the story of the creators of BlackBerry out today in theaters. I doubt you're going to find this movie in every theater. It's a pretty small, independent movie. But watch oh, the trailer I'm... and tell me if you're not hooked. I want to. I, I love any oddball, misfit story of business, innovation, and success. This was massive. The Tetris movie that I watched recently, very similar. And when you can put it in a specific time and place, and it's a true story, I am drawn to these movies. I am super into BlackBerry. So, and will it include the scene where the attorney for Jim Ball Silly joined the radio show that you were producing at the time on a treadmill, breathing heavily and acting like he was better than you? I don't know if it gets to that that part. Okay. So, quickly, the story was Richard Rodier was the oh, attorney, yeah. and we had the attorney on. It was going to be kind of a hostile interview because it was a hostile takeover of, the, of team. the teams of the Nashville team. The man joined the interview radio interview on the treadmill. 
and admitted it. This is how dismissive he and, was and, the interview. And this is pre- he said, sorry, I'm a little out of breath. I'm also perspiring. This is pre- Because I'm, I'm on the treadmill. This is currently. pre-AirPod, by the way. Yeah. Amazing. Power move. By, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of power moves from Jim Bossilli, played by Glenn Howerton in this movie also. Number two. I love all four of these. Uh, not, I've already seen number two on the screen before our audience. I'm sorry, Chad. Number two. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yes. Trailer looks good. Harrison Ford looks great for nearly 80 years old. I like the cast. I like what they've done bringing back some old characters. I am mm-hmm. slightly hesitant on going all in on this because Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was so bad. Now, as just a Indiana, just a movie, right? Take the Indiana Jones part out of it. It's not terrible. But when you put it in the pantheon of Indiana Jones films, it's god-awful. And I'm talking about the last one, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I think was like 2006, maybe when it came out. So they've given it some time. 17 years have passed. I'm excited. I will go to the theater. I will bring my dad with me. We love all of these movies, except for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We will be excited about going to watch this movie. I think a lot of America will go watch Indiana Jones, knowing this is the final movie that Harrison Ford will portray Indiana Jones. They're going to kill him off? I think so. Is he going to save someone and sacrifice himself? I think that he will die in this movie. And then just Indiana, uh, Harrison Ford has been very out front that he does not want anyone else playing the character. Now, that's not his say. In the end, if they wanted to bring back a younger Indiana Jones in a future movie or Disney Plus series or whatever. Montana Pete or something next up instead of Indiana Jones? Well, the thought was Chris Pratt was being groomed to be Indiana Jones, especially with his character in Jurassic Park, looking like Indiana Jones for the most part. So I'm excited about this one. Wouldn't be the first big uh, series that they knocked him off in. Say it again? Wouldn't be the first big series that he's been in that he got knocked off in. But I'm saying, like... Was anyone else surprised when that they, happened? I'm like, saying, I was like the one person who didn't have that spoiled for me when I saw that. I'm saying they end the Indiana Jones name. Like, it becomes something else. Yeah. In honor of... There's not a... So, if you remember, uh, in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Shia LaBeouf was in that what before he went, he went crazy. Man, he started doing like, like really Chappelle random, like well, he was doing wild stuff. Like or Aaron Rodgers crazy. Didn't he live like as a bum on the streets of New York for a I'd time? I'd say more Ezra Miller crazy. If, if yeah, you artistic his stuff. crazy, more artistic style crazy. Not Joaquin Phoenix crazy. Yeah, a little okay. bit. All right. Um, got well, lost in his art. Let's just say on drugs. Yes, that's another word for that. Yeah, probably. Um, but he was going to be the next Indiana so, Jones. So he was his son. This is. Uh, this is worthy if people say it's a good movie. Chad, you know my rule. Like, people get hyped up for it. They're going to go see it regardless. I'm going to go see it if people tell me it's good. Because then I know I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be really bummed out if it gets terrible reviews. But I'm going to watch it. Like, this is like, one I'm going to watch regardless. Let, can I give a Find quick example? Myself. I am I'm caught up to Yellowstone. And I'm beginning. I'm right at season four. I don't even want to watch season four now. Because I know season five sucked. Season four was so bad that Kevin Costner doesn't want to continue the show. So what's the point of watching season four? Uh, House of Cards. I was told the final season sucked. And it should because of how they had to maneuver the show. Yeah, it's not good. And so I didn't finish watching the show. 
Um, I need to know if this movie's good before I go see it. So uh, uh, my friend Penny Vasquez in the YouTube chat says that it's been confirmed that a female character will take over the role. And it's a time travel movie, which makes sense, Dial of Destiny, in which some estranged daughter of his will carry the torch. He's got a goddaughter in the movie. Perfect. And she's got three names. She's a British actress. And I forget who she is. She was in, uh, oh gosh, One Word, Amazon Prime show. Uh, That was a comedy. She's good in it. But she looks good in the trailer. Thank you. Say that name one more time, Dave. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes. But Three she's, names for an she's, actress, one name for a show. She's his goddaughter. Now, it may be revealed that it's his actual daughter at some point, too. Who knows? But anyway, um, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Number one. I've seen the trailer. Chad's uh, shoving this to me uh, earlier this week. Sign me up, Chad. Christopher Nolan makes a movie. I am rushing to the theater to see it. Oppenheimer is his latest work about the man who created the bomb that changed the world. I'm all in. I was all in on the teaser trailer. This past week, the full trailer came out. This movie's got pretty much everyone in it. Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Cillian Murphy is the lead character. Yes. Uh, Emily Blunt. A lot of big names. Looks terrific. Looks beautifully shot, like all of Christopher Nolan stuff. I'm all in on it, Hutton. I, so, I asked you this, and you were like, I'm, I'm wondering the same thing. So, Oppenheimer, all of this, uh, how factually accurate is it for the people involved in the story versus enhanced to make a good movie? Meaning, what's the uh, Lakers show? Winning Time. By all accounts, Jerry West is depicted in a much different way in that show yeah. than how he was behind the scenes with the Lakers. Is this made for a movie, or is this more like we're going all in to make sure this is factually accurate as much as we can? I understand you have to enhance certain details to enhance a storyline, but as far as the person and the personality, that's the that's the part of this I don't really know from the historical aspect of it. And I love yeah, history. Yeah, I, I, it's I, I would say it's probably gonna be pretty accurate. I think Dunkirk was pretty accurate based on accounts of everything. And I don't no think Christopher speaking. Nolan's gonna if he's gonna do something, <laughs> yeah. If he's gonna do something that's um, yeah set in reality, if he's putting his name behind it. It's a it. true story. I think it's gonna be pretty close to it. Here's what I, I don't mind when a film decides to go into fiction if it's like a conglomerate character. We've seen this a lot where this one character was meant to represent all the people this person worked with. Yes, and they place this one person that represented everyone came up with a name i don't mind that if it adds the movie i hate when there's like a love interest that's forced or something is insinuated when it wasn't there at all right that's what i hope this movie avoids but it looks great i think it'd be hard to avoid hard to uh insert the love interest based on the details of this film my favorite hey but it does look to me from the trailer there's one shot of cillian murphy like touching the hand or the face of emily blunt and her character, Aww. who I think moves in and is married because they're moved, they build a town in, in New Mexico where they build the bomb with all these scientists living there. So I do fear that maybe there's like a forced, maybe it's true also, the world's but ending. a forced love interest with if him. If the and world her. is ending, you want to. It is Kitty Oppenheimer. You want a girl by your side? What? She's portraying Kitty Oppenheimer. Oh, it's his wife. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Perfect. Then, yeah, not forced at all. It's great. Perfect. Uh, if I could rank these, Chad. Yes. Oppenheimer, number yep. one for me. Okay. Number two, uh, Blackberry. I'm all in on this, uh, just based on the fact that, I mean, 
It's our era. Yeah. After the flip phones and all the other BS we had, you had the BlackBerry. Everyone craved the BlackBerry so you could send an email from somewhere other than a computer. 1.45% of anyone who owned a cell phone in the world owned a BlackBerry, and now that number is zero. It did no longer exist in any form. Number three, Mission Impossible, simply because Tom Cruise. Number four, No Hard Feelings. Number five, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, Indiana Jones interest, seems a little... Uh, little bit hokey for you so that that makes sense but, if, but i've seen several of them you know but if they're told they're good i'll go see it chad you and your father tom you tell me what we should uh, we'll, do we'll definitely be there we'll be there i'll need, tell you all about I'll need tom's seal of approval by the way quickly my ranking of indiana jones movies definitively raiders of the lost ark last crusade temple of doom okay. kingdom of the crystal skull and it's a big fourth big gap between three and four temple of doom to, I'm, I'm giving you a motion here for those watching. Yeah. Temple of Doom, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, big gap between now, those two. rank your Harry Potter films. Go. Haven't seen a single one. Yeah. Never. <laughs> I rode the ride at the Super Bowl last year. You no, rode Harry Potter. Had no but clue. Not seen Harry no Potter. No clue what we were experiencing during the ride. I was like, I guess this stuff that's flying at us were you know, things in the movie, characters in the movie. Haven't seen a single one. Probably Dementors. I don't even know that what that is. Yeah. By the way, if you haven't done that, it was excellent. At uh, this was yeah California. Davy is efforting J.K. Rowling to come on the show. Uh, speaking of Dementors, uh, we will discuss Mookie Betts and how he refuses to stay in one particular hotel when the team's on the road, based on haunts. That's next on Hot Mike. On OutKick, Hot Mike rolls on. Big thanks to everybody for making it happen this week. It's been a fun week. Uh, cheers to you, uh, Chad. Cheers and to you, Hot. Cheers to everyone with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine, Sixth and Peabody. Uh, and uh, what's been a, a great week for the Craft Brewery Festival yeah. that's been in town. Cheers to Davey, Colin, Brooke, Matty Ice filling in for Tyler this week. Yeah. Danny's here for some reason. I don't know why. But Sleepy cheers Danny. to him, it's Friday. Too. Just because it's Friday. He likes being here. Yeah, um, he Chad, says that we put off a good vibe. Mookie, That's what I heard him say during the break. Mookie Betts re refuses to uh, stay at the Fister Hotel. I hope I'm saying that right. P F I S T E R. Yep. P is silent. Uh, built in 1893, it was known as the Grand Hotel of the West. Mookie Betts, of course, Dodger star, uh, says it's haunted. He's not staying there. Now, other MLB players have claimed that Bryce Harper. Um, Adrian that, Beltre yeah. is another one. Um, that, that it, and this is a hotel that claims that it is, in fact, haunted. Um, but what do you make of this, considering that, I mean, look, I've never seen a ghost. I'm not saying that people that believe they've seen one haven't actually seen something that they feel is one. But knocking, hearing knocking at a door or a television that turns on is different than seeing a form of something walking down a hallway or in your room or in a window. Well, And, and that's what Beltre Bri said. Bryce Harper is saying that his clothes were strewn about his room. 
Okay, that's when that's, he woke up. That all of his stuff came in was and shut, him. and then yeah, his place was messed up afterward. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, did someone just break into your room? Uh, I've got a very same clear, thing happened to me when I was very rocked. clear opinion on this. In that one, there are no ghosts. I do not believe in ghosts. And two, this is the type of story that will now make me think twice about Mookie Betts. Well, every time he does something poor on the diamond, well, I'm going to think back and rare. go, "Oh, here's the guy who uh, here's the, here's the guy who believed in ghosts and didn't want to stay in a hotel because of ghosts." Here's why I'm a skeptic: all ghosts are like from the 1800s. <laughs> Where is someone that died two weeks ago? Yeah, where's the ghost from two weeks ago? Or where's someone who died in the time of Christ? That's haunting us. Everything's from the 1800s. Ghosts only in, exist in the realm of... Where's the 1970s ghost? Yeah. Um, you know, all the stories come from that. And I, It's an old Civil War soldier that yeah. came up to my room. Who smelled like a Civil War wound. <laughs> you know? It's, it's dumb. But here's the thing. I'm sure Mookie Betts is, is freaked out I'm by not, this. Probably watched one too many scary movies as a kid. I'm saying, I can understand that. But it's right I can or be wrong, convinced. this is the type of thing that sticks in the back of my head. And now if he screws up, I'll just go back and say, oh, of course he did. He's the guy who's afraid of ghosts who couldn't stay in a hotel. I, I could be convinced, but I, I just need some criteria to meet my expectation. Number one, uh, a ghost from 1980 would be interesting to hear about because... Never heard of it. Someone with a camera other than a Polaroid camera when they see Bigfoot would be very interesting to yeah. me. And how about this? A Cell phone footage. A UFO sighting over a city instead of the middle of the desert where no one else can verify what you've seen. I need something to meet different expectations. Goals. These are goals we have. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there this weekend. We're back at it on Monday for Hot Mike.